Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, a radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share their progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Broffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. So today in our studios, we are visiting with Prairie Brohard and Benny Callahan, who are both members of Ekankar, which describes itself as an active individual and creative spiritual practice. Welcome to the show, Benny and Prairie. Hey, Candy. Hi, Candy. Yeah, great to be so here. So glad you're with us today. So that is really an interesting way to describe Ekankar. And maybe you guys can help us understand what Ekankar is a little bit better. Sure. Well, maybe I go first. Um, Ekankar is a spiritual teaching. It's been around in its current form since 1965. And what I really like about the individual creative practice that you mentioned is that it's very much... So if often when I'm talking to people and they ask, you know, what is Ekankar, I bring it back to this central tenet, which is we recognize that we are soul. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So I'm here on the radio today as Benny, but also as soul, I've lived many lifetimes and I've come into this lifetime to have certain experiences. And as soul, we're here ultimately to learn how to give and receive divine love. And the Ekankar teachings effectively provide soul, provide people with practices, techniques, to be able to make the journey through life towards what we refer to as a journey of self-realization, of self-discovery, and ultimately to God-realization or this greater sense of being of service and love in the world. Oh, wonderful. So, Crary, what, what do you, is there anything that you would like to add to this? Well, you know, Benny, you just did such a great job at um, explaining what Ekankar is. For me, it's, you know, we say that Ekankar is the path of spiritual freedom. And what that means to me is that there is a freedom that you can gain in, um, in your own understanding of what truth is. So that we base a lot of your spiritual understanding and truth upon your own experiences. Mm. And from that, having your own experiences and defining your own truth, um, you can gain freedom in your spiritual understanding of um, the world and of yourself as soul. So it really is. It's an individual journey that you're taking on. It's very active in its practice. And the best thing about it, I think, is it gets to be as creative as you want it to be. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And using your divine powers of imagination to create your experiences and define your truth. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Okay, so we're going to get into a lot more. But before we do, you helped us to kind of get a better understanding of what Ekankar is. So let's understand who you are. So Benny, I'm going to ask you first, why don't you introduce us to yourself and, and how you were introduced to Ekankar? Sure. Uh, well, long story short, I'm, uh, my accent is Australian, uh, born and grew up in Australia, uh, grew up Catholic, and um, was always very curious and interested in spiritual things as a child and in my adolescence. And eventually, while, you know, my grow upbringing in, in that church was really positive, there was also a sense of 
looking beyond the boundaries of that. There was some, always a, a sense that there was something more. And um, I wasn't actually, I was kind of in the generation of the spiritual, not religious. So I wasn't actually looking for anything. I didn't think that there would be another teaching out there for me per se. Um, but in this quest, I guess, for self-discovery and for looking um, how to make God more of a reality in my life, I happened to stumble upon, if you like, a couple of guys one day who happened to be studying the teachings at Ekankar, and they didn't let me know about it immediately, but um, I was what I was drawn to in them, our father and son, I was drawn to their love. And there was something palpably different about them that stood out in, in when I met them. It's like, what is it about you? And it was kind of funny because I was asking the dad, I was like, so what is it that you do? I was like, uh, and he would tell me like uh, his career, his profession, his hobbies. And I'm like, no, it's not that. It's not that. And um, it was kind of funny because Ekankar is one, as Crary talked about it, being the path of spiritual freedom and spiritual freedom has many meanings. But one of the aspects of spiritual freedom is that we never push our beliefs on anybody. There's freedom for every soul. We recognize the validity of all teachings and all religions and soul's right to choose its own path home to God. And so we're not saying that Ekankar is the right path. It's simply another path for people to take. And so out of respect for me, they weren't going to disclose it or let, them, let me know that this is what they did because they wanted to give me the freedom and space to have my own experience. But I kept, I, there was something different about them. And they ended up disclosing, this is Ekankar, this is what we do. And if I'm truly honest, when I first heard about it, I thought it was the strangest old thing I'd ever heard because it, the beliefs were so different from what I grew up with. Yet, although my mind was having questions to say, oh, that's odd or that's interesting or, you know, things like soul travel, the ability to consciously leave the body or to move beyond the human consciousness, to human state of level of consciousness into the soul consciousness, that was like a really different concept for me, even though I knew it to be true from my own childhood experiences. There was this resonance in my heart that was a resonance of love with how they were in the world, which was like, there is something here and, and I want something of that. Mm, I love that. I love how you say that you saw that there was something different. You could just mm. sense that there was something different with them. So how about you, Crary? How were you introduced? Yeah, so my story is a little different than Benny's. I grew up in Ekankar since I was nine, but before um, the age of nine, I had my own journey of seeking for something that um, rang true for me. And so when I was about, I don't know, five or six years old, I was in a Sunday school program and I was asking about past lives. And I was told that past lives aren't a real thing and that this is our life right here and was asked to not bring it up again. And so I went home and I talked to my mom about it and I just said, you know, I, I really believe that I've lived before. Like I had these memories with my best friend and I remembered living with her in a different body than I was in now. And it kind of, you know, I don't know for my mom if that she's always been a seeker for herself. I think she's always been looking for spiritual truth. And um, so it kind of sent her on a journey to continue looking that maybe we hadn't found something that was right for our family and when she did find Ekankar, I remember her asking me, would you like to come to a service and check it out? And I said, well, I don't know. Do they believe in past lives? And she goes, well, actually, yes, they do. 
I said, okay, I'll come. I'll check it out. <laughs> so, um, you know, it goes back to kind of what Benny was saying. Like, there was a spiritual principle that rang true for me, and I had had the experience to know that that was my truth, and I was able to find that invalidation in Ekankar. And later on in life, when I became a teenager and was in college, there was a time where I also wanted to discover, okay, is this really my path or is this, you know, the path that my mom found and raised me in? And so I spent a lot of time going inward and like finding experiences to validify that this was also my path, that these truths that I had were also available to me through Ekankar. One of the things that I um, was going to ask you is Ekankar is located in Chan Hansen, the temp- Temple of Ek, but there's also centers all over the world, correct? Right, yeah, that's correct, yeah. So we have, uh, we have um, members in over 120 countries and the Ek works have been translated into numerous languages and there are temples and centers all across the United States, uh, Canada, Europe, every continent except Antarctica, I believe. Do you know how many members there are? Across the world? Yeah, we say there are ten, tens of thousands, and, um, and there are many more beyond that who connect with our content online or in person. We don't often make uh, the numbers the focus because yeah. really as a spiritual practice, it really is about the individual and, uh, and rather than the group. It's about how Ekankar can help serve the individual to find their own way to God and to understanding truth for themselves. And if people are interested in really kind of coming and exploring it or learning more, mm-hmm. uh, they can go to your website, which is ekankar.org, and that's E-C-K-A-N-K-A-R.org. But again, they can also stop in at the center, which is, uh, what is the address of it in Chanhassen? Well, yeah, it's uh, 7450 Powers Boulevard uh, in Chanhassen. And the address is on the website, ekankar.org, like you said, Candy. We're not actually open uh, due to COVID. Um, however, we, have, we do have this beautiful 174-acre property out here with two and a half miles of contemplation trails, which people from the Chanhassen area and beyond love to come out and enjoy. And enjoy. Even in the snow, brave Minnesotans do it. We were out last week and it's just so beautiful. And, you know, the thing about Ekankar that I love, or one of the things that I love is that spirituality can be experienced in any experience of life. It's not something that's relegated to a temple or to a church. It's like we can have a spiritual experience in our going for a walk with our friends at work. And so you know, for me, nature has always been a really beautiful part of, uh, of my spiritual practice, if you like. And so for COVID, it's interesting, you know, yeah, sure, the temples and, and the centers are closed up, but um, spirituality just keeps going, you know, the connection just gets deeper and stronger. Oh, that's so great. So again, for people who want to learn more, go to ekankar.org. That's E-C-K-N-A, I'm sorry, E-C-K-A-N-K-A-R.org. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brockle, and today we're welcoming Prairie Brohard and Benny Callahan, who are both members of the Temple of Eck, which is located in Chanhassen. How do you feel that Eck and Carr has impacted your life? Well, I kind of helps. It's helped me on so many levels. Sometimes they're really big things, and um, sometimes they're really little things. Like I think the big on the bigger story of the last like, twenty years. So I came into Eckenkar when I was about twenty three. Um, you know, I've been able to move past so many limitations that I think I've brought with me into this lifetime, and then through my childhood, I've been able to let go of these things that were kind of holding me back. And it's just a this is part of the journey of spiritual freedom that we're talking about is that we can enter into these higher states by letting go of the past, if you like. And, um, and then on a practical level, you know, I mean, I even had an experience today where I was able to really just regain balance after like being thrown out of balance for a little bit. So it yeah, helps on, on both fronts. I feel. Yeah. I think for me, um, I think it helps me, I think give have a larger perspective on life. It's um, going back to that idea that we are soul, that we don't have a soul, we are soul. And so I see life as kind of like this classroom and earth as a schoolhouse where I am gaining experiences through the human body and through all these experiences of emotions and, and physical things. Um, but the higher perspective is that I'm soul. And so I'm able to look at all the things that come up in life and see them as opportunities to learn how can I be more graceful or to learn how to move through these experiences with more love or to gain a greater awareness of love through that. Well, that's beautiful. So there's so much that's happening and I want to get into so many things that both of you have said. <laughs> I'm going to start up. How does your teachings or the knowledge that you've gained with Ekinkar really help you as, as you're going through any kind of change, whether it's personal change or world change or, you know, any kind of change? Yeah. So I think, you know, change is hard. And like you said, everybody in the year 2020 is experiencing change on multiple levels, like, you know, in the home, in their work environment, as families, it's, um, it's just happening all around us. And it's hard because we get so comfortable in um, our routines or in our structure or like how we've set up our life. We get comfortable in that. So when a change comes in, it challenges, you know, what we're comfortable with. And for me, um, I've always tried to stay really open. And I feel like Ekinkar has taught me to stay open to new possibilities and to, and to new perspectives because when we can stay open, then we can see things from another angle. And, um, you know, not to say that I don't have opinions, because I do have opinions about things, but when new information comes in, I'm willing to look at that and, and see, oh, there's another truth here, too. How can I grow through this? And how can I let this change move through me? And how can I grow through that? So I like to say, and, and I can probably say it's kind of like, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, we're not perfect. I don't expect anyone else to be perfect. And 
these changes are opportunities to kind of polish off our rough edges and to find ways of living life with more love and grace. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think as change comes, we end up having conflict with that change. So the spiritual exercises that I've gained through Ekankar kind of helped me find balance through that change. Mm -hmm. Great example. How about for you, Danny? What do you, how do you handle change? Well, I think Perry just touched on the spiritual exercises, which is um, the central practice of uh, Ekankar. Um, so the spiritual exercises are a creative set of techniques that can help soul, so me, uh, be able to face life um, and be able to face change. And there are so many spiritual exercises. They include contemplative techniques, sometimes uh, creative visualizations. Oftentimes we, um, you've probably come across this yourself, Candy, but we have a practice of chanting the word hue, H-U. It's a, it's an ancient mantra, a sacred sound, and it's sung on the outward breath. And you can practice this privately on your own, sing it to yourself, or you can do it as a group. And I feel that the spiritual exercises really help me in two ways. Firstly, I do them on a daily basis. So this morning I woke up at 6.30 earlier than usual, but the first thing I did was go sit but in this, my chair by the window and I sat and I chanted you for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. What that does for me is that helps me begin my day by activating and connecting with myself as a spiritual being. So the very first thing that I'm doing is spiritualizing my consciousness rather than kind of get in the, into the day. And I've had these moments, believe me, but like where you kind of check your phone and all of a sudden you're inviting all of this energy from the outside. Instead, I'm connecting inwardly to that, that higher power, if you like. Yeah. And we're going to, I do want to get into balance and how you find yeah, it. Cool. But one of yeah. the things that you introduced now in, in just your conversation was uh, the hue Mm. And so am I correct in thinking, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but is it a type of meditation? Is it a, because so many people, so many of us wake up in the morning and we do meditate. So what is the difference between that and the hue? Great question. You know, um, chanting has existed for a long, long time in many cultures and religious traditions. And uh, many of your listeners are probably familiar with chant words such as om, and it works in much the same way. So um, hue is simply another word that can be chanted. Um, you can call it meditation. You can call it contemplation. You can call it whatever you like. It's really just that it's, it's really in the vibration and the sound. Um, all words carry some kind of vibration, and hue being Uh, said to be the original sound, if you like, where all sounds originate. By singing it, you come into harmony with that highest sense of love. But really the proof's in the pudding, you know. So, um, you know, whenever people are kind of asked about it, so what's the difference between arm and hue? And I just say, well, try, try both. See what works for you. And I know for me, having done it for so long, and having chanted different words as well, hue is just, just carries a vibration that really works for me. 
And people can find that on your website as well, correct? Oh, yeah. We've got a really easy way to get to it. It's herehu.org. And that'll take you directly to a page uh, which will, you know, tell you everything you know. There's a Hue app. There's a recording of 4,000 people singing Hue. And it's got everything you need to know about Hue. Oh, that's beautiful. So again, here, Hugh, so H-E-A-R-H-U dot org, or you can also go to eckencar.org. You can find the podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we welcome Crary Brohard and Benny Callahan. Both are members of the Temple of Eck, which is located in Chanhassen. So before the break, we were starting to learn more about how Eck and Carr can, can help us to deal with change and some of the tools that you um, introduced us to. But the other thing is uh, you started to talk about being in balance. So what does it mean for you, Crary, to be in balance? And how does, how do the tools that you have help you to do that? Yeah. So I think, you know, um, to, to be in balance, you have to be able to really, look at yourself honestly and be able to check to see, hey, um, is everything in my life in order in the way that is the most balanced for me? So what that can mean and why that's important is because when we're in balance, we can be clear vehicles to, you know, be of service or to give love or to help others. And it's kind of the outflow that can come from when we're in, in balance. And, um, so in order to, for me to know like when that scale is tipping one way or the other, it goes back to doing the spiritual exercises and being able to center myself in love and see myself from this soul perspective and look at life and say, okay, what element of life might be throwing me off right now? Is there a like karmic situation that's come into play or a habit that I have that I need to look at and maybe um, edit or fine tune? Or is it an attitude that I have that is holding me back from being able to move through an experience and and learn the lesson from the experience? So, um, you know, to do those spiritual exercises, they can help me see things from a higher perspective and see those things and then be able to target, okay, how can I learn and grow from this experience? So I feel like, you know, life is really built to stretch us and to kind of push us off balance because without that, we don't really have opportunities to grow, right? So if we're, we're always in balance, then there's no opportunity to really like catch ourselves and, and learn a lesson and come back into balance. But um, when we are willing to see that and recognize it, then we can move forward in a way that allows us to be in balance. I love how you say that because it just, it really brings it back to, there's really no right or wrong. It's just what you're experiencing at the moment. 
It, yeah, exactly. And I think like it's fair to say, you know, we all are out of balance at some point and we're all in balance at other points and maybe in different areas of our lives. And so it's not to like hold this perspective like, oh, because I'm, you know, I strive to keep my spirituality alive in my life that I'm in balance all the time. But that would be the goal is to stay in balance as often as possible. Mm. And when we're willing to look at ourselves and see that, then we're able to say, okay, yeah, you know, actually in this situation, I wasn't in balance and we can even go back and correct it and say, I might need to like relook at that and either apologize for something or um, recreate that situation in a different way so that it is more in balance with what I want my impact in the world to be. Mm. And you get to make those choices. Those are your choices to make. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. How about for you, Benny? How do you... How do you use the teachings to help you stay in balance? Well, I think the best way I can answer that is to tell you a story about how I was out of balance this morning and how I got myself <laughs> back in balance. And that's really the beauty. So this morning, I found myself in this really interesting situation where I was suddenly thrown off balance. I, a co-worker had come up to me, and I love this person, and we worked so well together, but all of a sudden, we were in a conversation that communication for whatever reason was just going way wrong. And it was like, all of a sudden we just were not hearing each other. And then, you know, there was some anger that came up and I'm, I'm just sitting in this conversation confused as to what are we even talking about? And then he left and I was like, what just happened? And I really felt out of balance. Now I need to give you the backstory here. So this morning when I woke up, I did a spiritual exercise. I chanted to you like I shared and Oftentimes, that spiritual exercise and chanting here will bring a sense of peace. Yet sometimes you can also bring an insight about something that I may not be aware of. And so this morning, this insight came in where I've had trouble for a long time in speaking up for myself. And it was almost like this dawning of something that was always there, but I'd never recognized it in this way. And so I, was, I got this technique, it's a spiritual exercise where you, it's, a, it's an affirmation type exercise, it's called the 15 times exercise, and you write down an affirmation 15 times, and the affirmation I got in contemplation was to write down, um, I confidently express my needs with ease and grace. And, you know, oftentimes when I write a 15 times exercise, it'll be something more open, like... Um, I am a channel for divine love or something like that. I'll often mm -hmm. focus on love or something. But this morning was very clear. I confidently expressed my needs with ease and grace. And it was like, wow, where's this coming from? So anyway, within an hour and a half, I was in this conversation where I normally wouldn't have spoken up for myself. And here I was confidently able to express my needs with ease and grace. Yet out of the experience, I also was out of balance. And so I was kind of like, I just felt awful inside. This is just not the way I want to communicate with my this person I really dearly love and respect. And so, and I couldn't shake it. I tried to go in and do another spiritual exercise and try to find a way, a way through it. Anyway, what I did was I went to lunch early and I thought I just need to kind of get into balance because I'm speaking with Candy in a couple of hours. So I just want to be like <laughs> my best for Candy and be able to like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cool thing because all of it was for this experience and it's for this learning. And so I went home 
And we have this event, which I'll mention a bit more about later, but we have this online event going on right now. I thought, I'll log into the event, and it's got a series of talks. And Crary actually gave this five-minute talk, really easy. I thought, I haven't listened to Crary's talk. I'm going to listen to Crary's little talk, and it was, I won't give it away in case the listeners want to check it out later. But uh, Crary's talk is essentially about gratitude, and she gives a gratitude technique, actually, that she did with friends but I just modified it and I did it for myself. And I thought, okay, here I am feeling awful about this experience. I'm going to write a grat- gratitude list. And so I, I, this is how quick it can be, Candy. Five minutes of watching Prairie's thing. And then in two minutes, I wrote this list. I'm going to read you some of these things that I wrote. Please. My first thing, my, my first thing that I was grateful for was I'm grateful for Prairie. Aww. <laughs> you thank you, thank you. Then I said, I'm grateful for the opportunity to become aware of what's really happening in a situation rather than be caught in the emotions. Mm-hmm. Then I said, I'm grateful to be able to learn about myself. And I'm not even thinking, I'm just writing this down, the stream of consciousness, like right one after another, less than two minutes. Now, the, th- the fourth one, I already was able to get above the emotions with the fourth one. I wrote, I'm grateful for my coworker in that he shares my same desire for an effective project. Mm-hmm. I was already at that point able to step out of the emotions and see what we each bring to the table as a shared love, if you like. Then I said, I'm grateful for the immediacy of how the spiritual exercises work for me. I'm grateful to be able to get back into balance when I'm not. I'm grateful for Tommy. Now, Tommy's my boyfriend who happened to text me just as I was feeling really awful. And he just sends me this little love and this little image to say, hey, I hope you're having a great day. (laughs) I'm grateful to be able. How perfect is that? I know. It's so sweet, right? I'm I'm grateful to be able to see every experience as a spiritual experience. I'm grateful for how quickly these emotions are moving within me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the opportunity to make amends with the person I've slighted. And I'm grateful for already feeling so much more balanced. Awesome. So, with, so with, I am, I am yeah. curious if you yeah. don't mind sharing is, did you actually have to make amends with some, with him or was it more just you were uncomfortable in the fact that you spoke up for yourself in that way? that it may have been something that was a little different for you than normal. Well, the story isn't over yet. So, and that's the thing, you know, <laughs> I haven't had a chance because we kind of came straight into this. And I'm feeling much better about the whole situation. And I do know karmically, because this is, this is part of it. Kerry Car- mentioned karma earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're good people. We have great intentions. I believe that about everybody. And, you know, here I was in a situation that I have the ability now, no matter what, to bring more love to that connection. And so I do intend to, like, get back to the person and just say, hey, you know, that was really uncomfortable, you know, how how the conversation went. And just to express, you know, and not to apologise for expressing my needs too, that's a really great thing to be able to do. Right. But to be able to, to have harmony with people in our world is really a beautiful thing, I believe. Well, it's, it's such a great, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just so interesting because so many times we think, we imagine something to be happening in that situation right. that may not even be happening. It's just our perspective of it. And you may go back to this person and they may say, I, I didn't have that experience, you know? 
You <laughs> may it? well be right, Candy, and we could do another podcast at some other point. <laughs> <laughs> On that whole perspective. Right. <laughs> what were you going to say, Crary? I was just going to say, it's such a great perspective or example, I guess, um, in how you can move through something and not create more karma throughout your day. Sure. Because a lot of times what happens is we get confronted by something that affects us in an emotional way. And then we pass that on to other people throughout the day, not knowing because we're not aware that something upset us and that, that then being carried through. And so I just love that you were able to correct it so quickly and then now move through with such love in the way that you will then greet your coworker and also greet the people throughout your day, you know, the domino effect of love going out into the world. And this is spiritual freedom because I know for me at different times in my life, I have had experiences and I've chosen to carry attitudes about people or situations and beyond the day and carry them for a long time. And it's just not necessary. We create karma for ourselves by, by doing that. And mm-hmm. so that spiritual freedom where we can release these things, see in the immediacy of the moment and say, you know what? I choose a different future for myself. I choose a different day for myself. I don't need to, to do that. And Isn't I think that, that goes back to what we were saying about change earlier. Like that's yeah. such a great way of explaining why it's important to be able to deal with change mm-hmm. because as you're able to like not hold on to opinions or hold on to emotions, you're able to move through that change quicker. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so nice. Thank you for that. For that very good, clear uh, example mm-hmm. of how this plays out. Uh, for people who want to learn more about Ekankar, visit ekankar.org. It's E-C-K-A-N-K-A-R.org. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brockle, and today we're talking with Crary Brohard and Benny Callahan, who are members of the Temple of Eck, which is located in Chen Hansen. So, Benny, I'm going to ask you, um, earlier in our conversation, you talked about letting go of the past. And so I'm curious, why is it important for us to let go of the past? And, um, and what are some of the things that you do in order to enable yourself to do that? Wow, great question. So I feel like the reason why letting go of the past is so important is so that we can live more fully in the present. Because so often it's kind of like running these old programs in the back of our mind that we think is life and we think is ourselves and we think is truth. But really, it's just noise and it's outdated programs. And I've got a real experience to kind of illustrate this. And it came from a spiritual exercise I did over several weeks last year. And the spiritual exercise is from one of the Eck books. um, And it's called The Disentanglement of Soul. And, And it talks about the practice of soul finding liberation. And I'll read just a little bit here. 
And Sri Harold Clemp, who's the spiritual leader of Ekankar, who is speaking, who speaks on the online event that we'll talk about a little later, um, he writes in this exercise, going forward, be prepared to let go of memories or the retelling of life stories that needlessly entangle soul. Let the inner master help you clean out your inner closets. There will be more room for love. And as soon as I read this, I was taken back to a story that I'd been telling myself and telling people for a long, long time. It was a story about my childhood and certain difficult experiences I'd had. And the retelling of this story over and over again had created it more of a reality when actually it was not a reality. So I've been practicing this exercise of just becoming aware of the story and then letting it go. Now, what happened over the period of time I've been studying the teachings is, for one thing, we recognize dreams as a source of truth and as a source of knowing ourselves. So I'm an avid dreamer and I write down my dreams. And over the years, I've been taken in the dream state back to these experiences of my childhood where they were always different and Oftentimes early on, they were very charged, very difficult, if you like. But over time, they became more light and more um, free and less difficult or less emotional. Well, interestingly, after, after a few weeks, several weeks of practicing this exercise, I had a dream experience where I was at a high school reunion. And in this dream, I was able to confidently go around, shake the hand of every person there, lovingly, joyously connect with each person. And it was just the most amazing dream and something that was so far beyond the story I'd been telling myself and so far beyond what I would ever have imagined in the, in the outer physical world that I woke up from the dream candy and I knew without a doubt that my healing had been complete mm-hmm. on the inner planes. Mm-hmm. And so I went into contemplation that morning with absolute gratitude for this experience. I mean, this was a profound inner healing. And I just said, thank you for the healing. And then I had this little whisper saying, now it's up to you. Do you want to keep retelling the old stories? And it was kind of like, wow, yeah, it really is. This is the discipline, you know, I, because I, now I almost had like an upgraded computer, if you like, an upgraded machine that I'd be running this old computer program that doesn't need to be on this machine. And, but it was really up to me. So going forward, a month after this experience, I happened to be in Australia and I randomly met this guy who happened to go to the same school as me. And the context where we met was, was not in the same, same location as the school. It was really random. It's like, but it struck me by the rand, supposed randomness that, oh, this is like a, a plant from divine spirit. Like it had to happen. And so I went to ask him what his experience was. No, I went to ask, I went to tell him, like launch into my old story, right? Within one word of opening my mouth, I realized, hang on a second, I cannot repeat my old story. And instead, I asked him, what was your experience? And he was able to open up into how his experience at school was so wonderful, so beautiful. And it just it made me smile, almost like the way you were talking about before, about, um, you know, it's really just a perspective. Like, you, yes. we create stories about life all the time, but they're not necessarily true. 
And I was able to, in that moment, realize that I was free of this old pattern. And it was like truly a letting go of the past. So I'll just read that quote again from Sri Harold because I, I really think it's so powerful. Going forward, be prepared to let go of memories or the retelling of life stories that needlessly entangles soul. Let the inner master help you clean out your inner closets. There will be more room for love. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you for that story. Now, you guys have, you, you had said how grateful you are for that, which kind of brings us right into your online event that is mm. happening the entire month of November, actually already starting in October, called The Power of Gratitude, The Secret of Spiritual Living. And so, Curry, um, we've already heard that you, you're doing some of the workshops during the yeah. event. And it's all focused on gratitude. So tell us about that. Why going into the new year, really getting clear on gratitude and why it's so important for us? Well, you know, um, I think what I've learned from some of my experiences, and and Benny touched on that, I shared a talk on the event, which you can find if you're interested, um, is that gratitude is such a wonderful tool for spiritual survival, And what I mean by that is, you know, we live in this world, but we don't have to be of this world. We can move through the world and all of the experiences that we have, all of the turmoil and things that happen within the social consciousness, but we can rise above that and see everything from a different perspective. And I think gratitude for me is what helps me find my way through those things. Um, it's like, you know, every, everything that happens to us in life is a gift. It's a gift from, from God. And I think that when we are able to see, you know, it's our attitude that decides whether we're living a heaven world or not. And really gratitude can open that doorway to heaven. Oh, that's so beautiful. Now your online event is offered for free for people who are new to Ekankar. And in order to learn more, people can go right to your website, which is ekankar.org, and that's E-C-K-N-A, I'm sorry, E-C-K-A-N-K-A-R.org. This is a great way to start off our new year, really focusing on gratitude and getting some great skills to do that. The event lasts throughout the month of November, and so people can get some really great information from you. I want to thank you both for being with us today and sharing your experiences with Ekankar. And thank you for joining our conversation as we awaken to natural health. To read the online edition of Natural Awakenings magazine or to check out our complete online calendar of events, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com or Apple and Google Podcasts. You've been listening to Greed Tea Conversation on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and I'm wishing for you a lovely day. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day.